Hey Carbies, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 90, Redux, because the last episode we recorded was dog shit. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and joining me is my best friend host, Miles J. Now, Miles, why are we re-recording episode 90 of Hatsune Miku's Crack House? Well, if you remember, l- last week, viewers... We got onto a bizarre tangent about, of all things, ape content. <laughs> and, and yeah, ape th- clips. There is an incredible video on YouTube. It's called Life Could Be Dream Monkey, right? I sent yeah. this video to Sam. Sam was like, Miles, this is a top 30 video on the platform. Is his exact words, I feel the power of the medium in this video. Yes, I would love to hear more about that. But I, I, the whole thing, it just it has nothing but great clips in it, right? And so me, in my infinite wisdom, said, "Sam, we should do a tier list of the monkey clips. It will be a good idea." It was not a good idea. It was terrible. So like, because- no, I'm I'm not kidding. Like seventy minutes of the of the show. Are dedicating to, dedicated to us discussing these like eighteen clips, like it's like the crackies. If the crackies were bad, so the first crackies. Yeah, it's like the it was the first crackies. And by we we because here's the deal, Miles and I just for a little inside baseball for maybe a couple newer listeners. There have definitely been times where Miles and I have recorded a show and twenty minutes in, sometimes an hour and twenty minutes in. One of us will just say, not feeling this one, not feeling this one, let's redo it, let's just redo it. Where, where, for some fucking unknown reason, I just continue to let this, this fucking (laughs) episode happen. You just continue to allow this sinking ship to happen. I think, here's the thing, I think what happened is we only realized how bad of an idea it was. Because I think we were having fun ranking the monkey clips. Like, I think it was just fun to talk about these fun clips. Well, here's the you know what? The moment I fucked up, we both saw how long it took. Yep, and exactly. We went, oh, this is because bad. Be, because whenever whenever I pull up content on one of my screens, it covers the it covers the the audition file. So I never so if I'm looking if I'm reading an IMDb list or tier list or whatever. I am not seeing how long the episode's going, so I'm just guesstimating. And I thought we spent maybe like 30 minutes talking about those clips. No, we spent like over an hour talking about these stupid clips. And I'm like, we can't do this. Like, we, I, we can't release this. We were both like so on board with this idea. We thought it was going to be funny. And while we were recording it, we were having a good time. Yeah. And then we saw how long it went for. And we both intuitively just knew, no, that's bad. That's wrong. It should not be that long. No one will enjoy this. It was it was such a... Like, I truly understand how bad art happens. Like, I, I shit on Neil Druckmann all the time. But, like, I actually do understand how The Last of Us Part Two happened now. Where you're just chugging along, and it just never occurred to you that, oh no, this is too long. Everything we've put into this game, there is too much of it. This doesn't need to be 30 hours. That was me with the ape video <laughs> tier list. Where, where I said, no. This does not need to be 17 minutes of a 19-minute program. 
talking about these clips i mean here's the thing i'll say this about the uh about the video just watch it it's really fucking funny uh and it's a really great it's a really great time especially goes to, hard. Like, animals it goes hard it's a good it's a good video also by the way i was shocked when i opened up the when we were doing the podcast i found out that video came out in may of 2021 yeah such so a, a recent video it feels it feels timeless. It feels like it came out in like 2008. You know? Yeah, yeah. Some of the, that's the, the video the feels. footage looks like it came out in 2008. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably why I thought. I'm like, well, probably no later than like 2015 on this. But video. how did you not look at the clip of the two apes in the cold lake? Embrace Oh, yeah, that crispy... Yeah, that was the shit that made me go... Because when you sent me the video, I watched it on, like, the Discord player on right, my phone. Right. So, it because it just wouldn't open up YouTube for some reason. So, I didn't get... That's why I, like, missed the date and, and, stu- and, and didn't see the quality options. But, yeah, those crispy apes. But, yeah, I, I don't want to fucking talk about that. Fuck, I want to talk about monkeys, dude. Not... not a, No more no more monkeys. Not, not at anymore. least on this episode. Not anymore. Uh, we can get... We can get back to slinging ape shit uh, next week. Yeah, um, well, that, you know, every now and then we, we shoot our shot and our shot just completely fucking misses the target, <laughs> flies into an orphanage, <laughs> explodes, ends the lives of several Miles, promising youths. Yeah, speaking of uh, Speaking of missing the target, uh, I was really hoping you'd say about speaking that? of orphanages. <laughs> I was speaking of missing the target. How'd you feel about all those uh, third-party games coming to coming to Nintendo Switch that run at twenty frames per second? At least that was not like they they showed some good shit at that direct. Most of the direct. No, was I like, liked that direct. I walked away really happy from. But you're you're talking about like when they the showed direct. like the uh like the the Demon Slayer game, right? Like yeah, during that montage. Demon, it, it's it's like. Here's the deal. I don't have a problem with literally any of the games. Yeah, some like Assassin's Creed or whatever. Like whatever. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with just like, the performance. Shit, I think that looks worse than than it did on 360. That's how I felt about Portal when I saw Portal. I'm like, what the fuck is up with Portal? Yeah, Why does, Portal. Looks I don't remember worse. Portal looking this gross. Like, <laughs> it is really funny. It is just really funny that like, and I think devs have caught on to the fact that like, oh, the Switch sells. And people yeah. don't care how it looks. Like, if you haven't played Portal and you own a Switch, now you can play Portal on the Switch. Like, exactly. That's, that's all that they care about. Like, it doesn't have to look good. It, and it, it's interesting, too. This is something that has no impact on me, but I know it does for other people who, like, want the more recent, bigger, like, AAA games. Like, like, like when Wolfenstein 2 came over. Or even stuff, or even something like like Crash Four, which got which took a while, but it kind of got like a redone from the ground up port for Switch. Like I think there are people who want those games, and I think a lot of devs are just being like, "Well, we could just put the Ezio trilogy on Switch instead, instead of spending all that budget and time to port like Valhalla. That's just let's just port the Ezio version because it'll be easier." And it'll still look like shit, you know. It still won't even look that good. Yeah, no, but, I, that was deeply amusing. But it was a good direct. Other all the than, original content looked great, aside yeah. from a uh, Switch Sports that didn't look too hot. No, but, sport, um, it looked fine to me. It, lo- it looked no, like a sports I, sports game. That was not doing it for me. I'm like, nah, this is the not. problem. Is that they spent too long on on them playing volleyball. That was the problem. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, it, that, like, the moment that I was like, okay, guys, stop, pull it back, is when they got fucking Yoshiaki Koizumi to come on and play volleyball. Volleyball. With, um, yeah. with the, oh my god, what's his face? Uh, Shibuya? What's his name? Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. The, uh, like, when he starts playing volleyball, I was like, guys, guys, stop, you've sold it. You sold me on the game. Stop! That's stop the moment... Me. How, Miles, you you were sold on on Nintendo Switch Sports. Dude, what I what love, were you sold on? I love what Wii aspect Sports of the game? Resort. When I saw the sword play came back, I was like, "We're in it to win it, baby. Let's go. We got the sword play back. Back here with the sword play game." Oh man, my, Miles, I my, Miles, Doctor Distortion has entered the house. Oh, here, no. here to diagnose, here to diagnose you with the fucking horrible disease known as Nintendo Baby Syndrome, because love, that's what you're displaying signs me. of right now. Let me explain, Sam, just how deep into Nintendo Baby experience I got. So, friend of the show, Tom Second Look, visited my house uh, a couple of days ago, uh, last weekend to be to be precise, and brought over a bunch of a bunch of interesting cool games, you know. And I had my SNES Classic, like Top Gun on NES. Did he bring over? Yeah, he had Top some Gun cool games, NES? you know. So we played some some interesting titles like Kirby's Dream Course. Showed me a little bit of Arceus, you know, Arceus Legends, like all this stuff. Right? Wait, so, hold on. What'd you think? What'd you think of that? Um, I thought it looked fine. It looked okay. <laughs> Seemed to eat. <laughs> oh man. That game makes the, like the worst first impression ever. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, you like that I, game. I, like you, you I really it, right? like that yeah. game. I really like that game. But fuck, it is funny as hell. Yeah, that's that's fair. Hey, you know what? At least it gets there. At least it gets there. It does get there. Yeah. But the game that that we played the most of, Sam, and I need you to listen. I need you to perk up and hear the game we played the most of was Fifty One Clubhouse Games. Well, you know, hold on. What games in 51 Clubhouse games? Hit and Blow. Played okay. a lot of Hit and Blow. We played one round of Chinese Checkers. Played a couple games of Renegade. And then we played a couple of the card games like Blackjack. We did some Blackjack. Takoyaki. Played that. Speed. We played Speed. But, like, Hit and Blow was the fucking star of of the the Tom's second look visit arc. Like, how like do you we play, played uh, entirely play too much Hit and Blow. Hit and Blow is, is uh... Sam, did you play Neopets as a kid? Did you, have, did you go on Neopets? No, my extent of fascination and love with Neopets starts and ends at the Nintendo... I'm sorry, excuse me, the McDonald's plushies. Okay, yeah. Great plushies, by the way. Those McDonald's plushies. Oh, yeah. Plushies. Those were awesome. Those were Those great. were awesome. So there, there's a game called Time Tunnel on... Oh, on... dude! Dude, one of the, some of the greatest music ever oh, yeah, the in gaming. Like, I might... That impression just some of the Some of the, like... what It's like... You're, like, cars lost in the vastness of space. Unable to... Unironically, it sounds like the last day song of Majora's Mask when the moon's about to fall. That like really like somber, scary song that plays. Yeah, like it actually is the same fucking track. It's kind of nuts. Just truly one of the greatest compositions in, in interactive software. Yeah, but it's basically time <laughs> tunnel where you have 
four pegs, right? You have four pegs, and you got to guess yeah. the order of the pegs correctly. Now, a hit is when you get the exact peg, the exact... There's the pegs are are color coded as well as they have a pattern on them for the colorblind, so that you get the right color slash pattern in the right hole. Right, it's a vertical board with four holes and four pegs. A blow is when you get the right color slash pattern on the board, but it's in the wrong place. Wrong place. And okay. you and the other player have, I think it's eight rounds, so four each to get it. And so it's a competitive cooperative game because you want to be the one to crack the code, but you also need the information of the other player to get there. It's a bit like match, you know, match the game that's in every video game ever made. Yes. It, can, I, can I just talk about this, Sam? That, that yeah. there are just, first of all, 51 Clubhouse Games is great. Buy it at a I, cheap I, I just want to say this. I, I'm really upset, Miles, you guys didn't play my game. Mankala. We yeah, oh yeah, you know what? We did not play Mankala. That, that shit Bro, I will I will fucking slay you in Mankala. I will fuck anyone up in that game. Sam, you and I need to go toe-to-toe in a game of Renegade. Dude, you would love Renegade. Renegade. Oh, we also yeah. played a- I, I love card like those types of like board and card games. They're very we, fun. We also played Gomoku, which was fun. How do you play that? Gomoku, I mean, it's 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 Connect Four, but with five, and you can place anywhere on the board. Oh, okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like a, it's really fun. It's a really yeah. fun game. Gomoku was the slick. was the uh, was the the supporting actor. If if uh, Hidden Blow was the star, that was the supporting actor of of the Tom Second Look House Arc, House Visit Arc. But but you and I need to like go toe to toe in a game of Renegade. Let me explain Renegade to you, Sam. Okay, please. First of all, incredible name, right? You play yes. a game of Renegade. Th- that reminds me. Uh, I'll I'll get to my my favorite Renegade game after after you explain explain this. So Renegade is a game where you have two pieces, you know, black and white, right? As as an, a conflict as old as time, black versus white, a conflict as old as time. But yeah. on each side of the of the pieces is the other color. There's black on one oh, side. Oh, so it's like Ikaruga. Yeah, like a yeah, like a quarter, right? Yeah, like Ikaruga or a quarter, two very similar things. So the thing is, you have to make a move where you place a piece next to, uh, next to another player's piece, and if a piece that you put down sandwiches that player's piece, it could be horizontal, vertical, or diagonal, right? Um, and when I did that with my hands, I did them all wrong. I did vertical for horizontal, and I did vor- horizontal for vertical. But yeah, so like, for example, if you, if I have five pieces in a row, and you have a piece in the corner of my diagonal piece, and you put one at the top of the diagonal, you slam it down, and all the pieces, all the white pieces, flip over and become your pieces. So like, the entire game is basically just like, like you gaining ground and then someone making a move and then the entire color of the board changes from black to white to black to white and it's fucking awesome. It's an awesome okay. fucking game. But like I just want to say it is incredible to think that there are these classic games that game devs have just been like what if we just put someone else's game in our game and called it like content, like 10 minutes of content, right? 
Yeah, no, shout out Yakuza who who does this because both the because Yakuza Zero has both Shogi and Go in it as like two completely separate games you can play against a bunch of different NPCs of varying difficulties who can play Mahjong or Shogi really well. Which, by the way, if you don't know how to play those games, that, that the easiest AI will fuck you up. <laughs> like. I'm like, you gotta, like, know, know how to play those games. And this is not, like, Gwent, where it's, like, a fictional card game. Like, I mean, it it is like if if in the next Breath of the Wild game, you could sit down and play a game of Crazy Eights with someone. And the the game perspective would just switch so that the camera is locked on the board. And you are playing Crazy Eights. And and that, that is, for the next ten minutes, that is your gameplay objective is when Crazy 8, and at some point the world of Hyrule dissolves around you, and you are just playing Crazy 8 with Miles, an AI. What is your favorite card game in a video game? Could be fictional card game to the game world, or it could be a real card game that was implemented particularly well in a game you liked. Mine Does it have is to be probably a card game that is not the focus of the game. The game, my favorite card game is probably in Trails of Cold Steel, which is called it's called Blade Game. And basically, how it works is you you get a handful of cards and you just have to basically place them on the board, trying to have a higher number than your opponent. But you have limited amount of cards of high numbers, so you have to try to guess if they got a low card or not, and. It's really fucking hard, and you you want to win it because you get crucial social link points for your party. You get bonus points if you win the game, and you play. And what's nice about it is you you'll play Blade on the train as you're going it to, in between the school and where the end of the chapter will take place in between like your field studies and stuff. So it's a nice little pl- moment to get to know the cast and you just chill out and play some blade and the music's really good. I'm going to cheat, Sam. I'm going to cheat. Oh, f- you, of and course I'm going to say like- the first arc of inscription because each arc has different card game rules. Okay. What do you like about the first arc of, of the card game? Well, that the game hasn't jumped the fucking shark yet, first of all. Uh, and second of all, I like its simplicity. I like that it's theatrical, and it's based on Yu-Gi-Oh! rules. You know, sacrifices and, and um, to get higher cards onto the board. I mean, it's just Yu-Gi-Oh! for babies. It's great. Hell yeah. Miles, you should just play Yu-Gi-Oh! for real, though. I fucking love Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it is, it's such a fast fucking game. Because you just get to summon monsters straight to the board. You don't have to worry about, like, an energy cost like you do in something like Pokemon or Magic. It's yeah. really fun. I got into a big Yu-Gi-Oh! obsession, uh, like, two like two or three years ago. Where, like, me and a couple of my friends, every time we'd hang out, we would just play it for, like, hours. Shout out the Zombie World deck, by the way. Great fucking, uh... Great it was Yu-Gi-Oh! so deck. good at one hour, uh, our best uh, Our award card. for best card. Yeah. Which, uh... Which I I don't know why I don't know why we got that one. Do we seem like card game experts to you? Does the fucking ape mongoloid troglodyte idiot who fucking who fucking plays the same five games over and over again seem like a, a card game player to you? 
Does the yeah. fucking does the fucking slob who who plays Sonic Adventure two all the time seem like a card game player to you? Yeah, dude, I play fucking solitaire. Solitaire's fun. Solitaire's great. Solitaire's awesome. I fucking love solitaire. Although I'm not gonna lie, my my solitaire addiction is completely um has completely been eclipsed by Minesweeper. I have like a, I actually have grown to have a crippling addiction to Minesweeper. I open up my phone and anytime I'm not doing anything, I just I'm like, what the fuck? Here I am looking at the goddamn fourteen by fourteen forty mine square grid again. So here I am looking at Minesweeper, playing all the Minesweeper. I don't know, I don't know, dude. I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, yeah. Since we scrapped this week's episode. We were luckily salvaged by a viewer, friend of mine, uh, who lives in Japan. Oh, that's um, sick. Yeah, they're not Japanese, though. They're just a fucking filthy weeb who moved there. <laughs> fucking clown shoes <laughs> as a weeb. Dude, no, he's living He's living my best life. He's living my best life. So I, I have to respect him. I really do. Um, what are their questions? Uh, did not want to be named on the show respectfully. Uh... <laughs> Because they have a career to think about. So, don't worry, I don't think anyone does. Yeah, you know what, that's fair. We don't have a fucking career to think about. Actually, I have a career to think about now, I guess. I got a job, <laughs> so that's pretty good. Finally, yeah, that- the, the Miles unemployment arc. It's, it's like I got off the boat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah, like, guts. <laughs> yeah, finally got off the boat. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like in, in Joe Jolian when they just finally got the bad guy after like two years. It took him like two years to, to over. knock that fucker it's off. It's done. Yeah, it's done. We got him. We fucking got him. Doc's dead. Anyways, they asked two interesting questions. Two questions that I really liked. All right. First one. I lived on a campus for the majority of my college life. There was always one apartment that was inhabited by stoners. And this this is, Sam, this is for you. Pay attention. Yeah. They always had some mid to late 90s TV show playing on the TV, like Xena, Bewitched, Charmed, Buffy. I want to know what TV show is playing in the background of Miku's crack house. <laughs> oh, man. And, here, and I'm going so, to lay down a rule. I'm going to lay down a rule. Cannot be an anime. And it cannot be a cartoon. It's oh, got to be oh, okay. some live action shit. Live action shit. And I think I now, know what it, it is. does it have to be from the 90s? I'm going to say no, but we're going to do a 90s round anyway. And I know okay. exactly what this is, Sam. I know exactly what it is. Y- y- you know, I want to say Bar Rescue, right? Ah, uh, Bar Rescue is good. That's good. I, I, because here's the deal. That Bar Rescue is the show that I can just sit on my fucking ass and just watch four episodes. Every episode is the fucking same. They're all formatted the goddamn fucking same. But I'll do it anyways because it's just that good. It's like all the the Property Brothers shows. Have you ever seen a Property Brothers show? Oh my god. Oh my god. You're talking to the right guy. Have I seen the fucking Property Brothers? I've seen like 40 episodes of Property Brothers. Like, And then House Hunters. HGTV, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. that's that's playing all the time in in my household, dude. I love the Property Brothers. I have just an unnatural love of the Property Brothers. Well, the, first of all, I, I I they're wholesome 
and I like their whole gimmick. I like that one sells houses and is a realtor, and one buys houses and is like a construction guy. Like yeah. that's just a fun idea. They're just standing back for... to back, like you know what I mean. They just stand back yeah, to back. Yeah, they do that in, in the opening. Yeah. It it really it does have like it's not odd couple energy, but but it it does have like. You know, in every shonen anime, when there is like a team of twins who are like the arc villain that week. Yeah, shout out you know to what I mean? versus the world. Yeah, yeah. It's just you have you have you have twins who are the arc villain that week, and they they have powers that complement each other. In JoJolian, there's the Apex twins. There's got to be other ones. I think there's one in Zatch Bell, like just shit yeah, like that, there, right? Yeah, there are there are. Like twin, there are twins that are penguins minions in the 2005 The Batman Show. Um, oh yeah, the Harley Quinn twins. Off. Yeah, they're yeah they work for Penguin for like an episode and then they disappear and then seasons later they come back as their own villains. Well, and also um, I was thinking of the Harley Quinn villains from yes uh, from uh, Batman Beyond. Batman Return Beyond, to Return to Joker. Fuck yeah, exactly. God, yeah, where you just like movie, twin villains? Yeah, the 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 property brothers are twin villains. <laughs> what? So what are their stands? What are what are they, what are they, the property brothers stands? Because one of them one of them builds stuff, and then one of them sells stuff. Okay, okay. The one who builds stuff is Buttercup. That's their stand. Yeah. Buttercup, as in you build me up, Buttercup, me just up to buttercup. break me down. Okay, so he can, he's like, uh, yeah, he's kind of like uh, Josuke. He can build things and uh, d- destroy things. Yeah, yeah, he 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 has Buttercup, and the other one sells them. Yeah, he sells the house. He's he sells their old house and and buys them their their like fixer upper. Okay, he's his stand's name is Doctor Hook. Yeah, and he and he has the ability to, I don't know. He has the ability, I don't know, persuade people. I think, I think, he, yeah, he has the ability to. It's sort of like the lock, right? Like a hook appears, like over, over, like some part of their body, right? And it compels them. It pulls them into. I guess it's a bit like Beach Boy to an extent. Yeah, kinda. So yeah, it could be something, something like that. It, but it's more of a mental Beach Boy. It compels them in a way. But yeah, no, the property brother, property brother is a is a is a wholesome ass show. Uh, I'm assuming your your mom's into the the HGTV. She is uh, absolutely that whole that whole slew of TV. Although I, what I love about the home home garden network the most is how they're able to repackage the same idea in like eight different ways. It's like awesome. Well, there's so many things you can do with a house. Yes. You There's can improve a house, you can destroy a house, you can flip a house, you can remodel a house. And then and that doesn't even get started on just different parts of the house, the kitchen, the garden, all right? Exactly. Like you can sell a house, loan a house. There used to be a uh, there used to be this uh, sadly this was not on HGTV, it was on the DIY network, which I don't think exists anymore. It like recently changed, I think. Um but the I forgot the name of the show, but it was basically some guy fixed up backyards and he would go to like local he would go to like Home Depot's or Lowe's around the, the country, find people who were shopping to fix up their backyard and be like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm with uh, 
uh, Yard Crashers, I think it might have been called, or something like that. Backyard Crashers or Yard Crashers, something like that. And they'd come and they would just go and remodel their backyard. And that shit would fucking rule. Because, Miles, I don't know, have I told you about my fascination with the Tiki Bar? No, this is interesting. I, I genuinely think there is nothing more aesthetically beautiful and fucking cool than a well-put-together tiki bar. I love the I love the the style of wood that is used. I like when they're strung up with lights and they're just very chill and vibe. They make you know, me think I live somewhere warm, you know, and in Chicago I need that. You know what the tiki vibe is, Sam? The what? tiki vibe and the tiki bar is like playing the first Splatoon. Just the most comfy summer experience you yeah. could possibly have. Where, like, you were just like, oh, this is summer vacation. Right? Yeah. Where you just feel free. Yeah. You feel free from the shackles of uh, if you're a young in school. Or if you're an adult, college. If you're college or work. And you just get to be free and enjoy a nice cold fucking brewski, nice cold fucking drink of lemonade, whatever you want at the tiki bar. That's what I'm trying to trying to have in my life. I don't know if I'll ever like buy buy a property, but if I do, I'm get, I'm building the fucking tiki bar. I'm spending the money building tiki bar, absolutely. Sam, you know, like, do you remember Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Oh, fuck yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I didn't really, like, watch it, but I would occasionally pop on to s and end up seeing, like, the transformation that was they did to the house. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I was a super, ahead. I was a super fan of, of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. That was one that of those things NBC I watched show, with my family. Yeah, no, it was, it was an NBC show, like, very wholesome, right? The whole focus yeah. of it was, was American, family-centric values, and the American dream, like, you know, the, these people who, like, the have-nots, this benevolent have came into their lives and just gave them stuff. And I think there was, like, a controversy that, like, NBC would, like, abandon these people and so they couldn't afford their own fucking houses after they came in and, and got them fixed up. Like, they Ooh, would, like... So the thing about it is that, like, Clay or whatever his name is, whatever the main guy's name the is. Host? Clay, yeah, ho the host? Yeah, Clay Aiken, whatever the host's name is, right? I'm going to have to yeah. tell my Clay Aiken story as well. Uh, this is this is stupid. This is amazing Miles core bullshit. He would, like, come in, and he was, like, this guy with... He probably had autism, but at the time, they were like, he has ADHD. And it's like, no, he's one of us. He's one of us. But that was, yeah, that was the era. That was the era, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, like, he would come in and he was just like this pie in the sky imagineer. You know, so he would come in and be like, I'm seeing for their house. You know, we'll put a slide, you know, here and, and the kids can slide down. Have a fire pole. Kids slide down for breakfast. You know, like, he would just like dream up like the Pee Wee's Big Adventure house and just yeah. build it for them. But then it would just be unwieldy expensive for the for the expenses that he would include and yeah, NBC for, was for, like for, no. For the single mom who's making like 56k a year as a teacher yeah, or something at best, like, yeah, like with with four kids. Yeah, it's like some crazy shit. Yeah, it's like this huge ass home. Yeah, it's great, but I can't fucking afford it. But the reason that Extreme Makeover Home Edition was the best show on television when I was a kid is that 
they blew up their fucking house. Oh, that's right. They do destroy it. Destroy that. <laughs> they the don't house. destroy it, Sam. They blow it up. <laughs> they put explosives into it and blow it up. And and every time the fucking host Clay Aiken would get on the show, right? He would get on like you know the, like FaceTime or whatever they had back in the day with these kids. And maybe that was staged. Maybe maybe they showed them a video of it. It was like not live or something. I don't know. But he would get on and he would make them watch their house exploding. And he would just have like this pog face the whole time. Like he was just like and and he I the scream he made when their house exploded was so distinct and I can do a perfect impression of it. He would Please. go, I have to get away from the mic cuz it's going to be too loud. Oh! Oh! Wow! Like that was that was it. Oh fuck, red. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, those Clay Aiken. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Clay Aiken. Uh, from Extreme Makeover Home Edition, we really appreciate you. The 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 uh the makeover show that I was into growing up as a kid. And Miles, I'll lose my mind if you were if you remember this this heater. And it was Trading Spaces Boys versus Girls. Now, do, do you remember this 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 classic? I do. I do. You do that and Wife Swap. I was big. Oh. I loved Wife Swap. That hold that we'll get let's get to wife swap in a minute. But what I loved about trading now here's the deal. I never watched a real episode of Trading Spaces, but I'm pretty sure I've seen every single episode of Trading Spaces Boys versus Girls. Because for those who don't know, in the early two thousands, for for us Gen Z or late Doomer, you know, the Doomers, the 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 old ass Zoomers like Miles and I. There was this big boys versus girls energy in our media yes that i don't feel like is there anymore i feel like it's kind of dwindled away and it's not really the case but we were Th- this maybe was the this last... was a common joke in in the, the 2000s which was a uh, girl who was good at sports she joins the team of loser boys who are bad at sports and she's the sports ace and she shows yeah. them like that that was one of them or like um every girl would get like A's in school and then her boyfriends would just you know got F's constantly be uh, fucking they, idiots yeah, but they could do arm farts dude i can't arm fart anymore yeah uh, yeah I've that was that was a, that th- th- there was a suite of like 2000 skills that everyone was like so impressed by one of them was the arm fart which i'm attempting right now yeah, and and completely. And I can't failing. do the other. The other one that, was uh, drawing the cool s. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, my hand smells terrible because my I'm a fucking post pubescent man putting his fucking hand into his armpit like a yeah. lunatic. The cool s like was that. one. Another one was was people who could fold their ears, which showed up oh, in JoJo. Sh- by JoJo, the way. yeah, people who could fold their ears. Um, another one was people who could like pull their scalp back and forth, like move their hairline. Oh one. yeah, yeah. I'm trying really to remember that one. There, there were some other ones that like were really popular back then. Do we, oh tech deck, tech deck was really big. Oh yeah, Johnny Whoops, the Johnny Whoops game. 
I don't. Th- I don't think I've. Uh... It was yeah, Johnny, 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 Johnny. Whoops, Johnny. Whoop. Like and and you when you got to the thumb, you had to do like a slide. It, it, so so it was sort of like a you were tracing over your fingers without hitting the finger. It, it's it's basically like a child friendly version of the knife game. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, we d- we didn't play that in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's too cold to play that. You had your mittens got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what I liked about boys versus what I liked about the gimmick of boys versus girls is how it would be done is that it would it would be like, all right, boys, you're giving your your neighbor friend or who's like your age, she's gonna redesign your room with her friend, and you're gonna redesign her room with your with your other guy friend. And and at first everyone's all te- all the kids or whatever they're like tepid they're like ah oh, man I really don't hope she put like ponies in my room or whatever because you know God God forbid no guy would ever be into that shit and um and the girl would be like yeah I hope you know hope he doesn't you know put a you know put fucking uh, Dale Earnhardt uh you know big head you know forty two inch life size <laughs> sticker up on put, my wall won't put a big spider web in my room because boys love insects. Yeah, I won't you know won't 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 fill my my pillow with with goo with with Nickelodeon with slime. crazy slime. Yeah, it, nothing like that. But but the end results would always be be fun and look cool. But something about that show, Miles, that always fucked me up. And even as a six year old, I'm like, this shit's fucked. Because as I said, it was it was it would be one boy and one girl, and then each of them had a friend. And it would be like, oh, it's my best friend, like, Jake or whatever. And then it's like, oh, it's my best friend, Megan or whatever. Jake and Megan don't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't they get, get their they get a rare redone. experience. They get a rare experience. They get experience. to be on TV and haul bricks and shit and, uh, in the Sally's room. Like, because it's like... Because for 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 the other kids, for for John and and Josie, it's all fine, you know. They John, get John and Josie get 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 a fully redone, professionally done, you know, fixed up room. But 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 Megan and and uh, the other guy, <laughs> Joff or whatever the fuck his name is, Jake, don't get shit. That's fucked, Miles. It's it sucks for them. They should have at least gotten like. I don't know, like a fruit roll-up gift card or something? Like a sweet Yeah, $50 steaks. to the Olive oh, Garden. Oh, dude, that's something that's been lost to time. The 2000s was the era of the sweepstake. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, everything was a sweepstake. Shout out to Danimal sweepstakes. Hanging out with fucking yeah, with, uh, with Dylan, Dylan Nicole, Nicole Sprouse. Sprouse. Hanging out with, with Yozora from Kingdom Hearts Secret Episode Limit Cut. Thank you, thank you. Was that was that was that uh Cole? That was Dylan Sprouse. That was Dylan. Okay, Cole plays a Jughead in Riverdale, and it's awesome. Yeah, so you can hang out with Jughead and Yozora, <laughs> the iconic characters everybody knows and knows and loves. So first of all, before universe. I forget, the other thing I was gonna say is Seinfeld is in the background, obviously. Mm. And Seinfeld. I gotta be honest though, I I, I don't have enough. I, I'm not. I'm not caught up enough on the on the Seinfeld lore. It's it's more like, about I don't, the fact that we enough. would just watch Seinfeld and be like <laughs> Kramer, you know, <laughs> like like yeah. like just because stoner energy wise, we would just watch it and be like, man, George is right this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, yeah, that, just, that would be me every episode though. Yeah, just me saying, where, where but you George just sympathize is right. with George be, because that's because that's me, dude. For when I watch like Curb Your Enthusiasm, because Curb Your Enthusiasm is is literally just if George Costanza had his own show, and um, also if George Costanza was right every week. Exactly, exactly, and that's it. It's like for someone like me who thinks, uh, <laughs> uh, Larry, what the fuck's his last name? Larry David. Larry David. Thank you very much. Watching just Larry David be be right every single fucking be be right and, and then totally be agree with them. by the entire world. It's awesome. It's it's awesome. I I I uh, I fucking ad- I've only seen the first season of Curb, but that shit's so funny when he's trying to appease his neighbor so he can put pay like twenty thousand dollars to get the like the power lines put underground. And his neighbors don't want don't want him digging under their yard, so he's trying to go hand over fist to like appease him to make his fucking wife happy, so she doesn't have to look at the power lines in their backyard. That episode's fucking great. The episode with Bob Odenkirk where they go to his house and he's a porn star, and and Larry David gets kicked out because he because he says. He says the F slur at the table and everyone gets really uncomfortable and kicks him out. And he's making uncomfortable jokes. That's a fucking great episode. I love fucking Curb. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Wife Swap. Oh, yeah, Wife Swap. So one of the big things about Wife Swap is that they would always take, like, it was always the exact same families. It was like one family was like, our children go to bed at 9, 9 p.m. every night, and they have to read a book for an hour. And then the other one's like this, like, southern woman who's like, My children believe that God invented dinosaurs, and, and, and we let them play Call of Duty all night long. Like, and, and so they would swap. And so it would just be like this, like, stern black woman would walk into the house of, like, these, like, evangelical Christians who their, their son, like, just said the F slur all the time. And and they would just stay up all night playing games and fucking failing tests. And then they had this wild mom come in and just be like, Hey, hey you like apple pie? <laughs> I can make a mean apple pie. The Southerners were, were always, like, pretty understanding, which I, I have to imagine would be, like, a credential on the show. They would have to box, are you uncomfortable with races that aren't yours? You know what I mean? Because they, they might swap, like, you know, some white lady with, like, an Asian family. And if and if they're they're still mad about WWII, like, shit, shit's gonna get rough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm watching, uh, I, I, I looked up, I just typed in wife swap controversies because this, ep- this is a show that is just bound... Yeah. To have some problems. And from the looks of it, it doesn't, it, no, nothing like particularly juicy, but I did find this article from uh, Variety that's 10 most memorable wife swaps. And there was one in here that I wanted to redo that caught my eye, which was uh, Florida psychic Cherie Silver, who will return in episode 100, <laughs> shocks the family of Ashley Pitney, a doting wife and mother, when she declares that one of Pitney's sons is an extraterrestrial. <laughs> yeah that well that was the um oh my god that was the indigo child era yeah this is may well, the, the episode came out may 28 2007 um but do, do you remember this like this was a thing like 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 these psychic moms like basically the equivalent of like the the zodiac tiktoker people who just believe this 
bullshit, right? There was this thing when I was growing up, the Indigo Child Movement, which was like kids who had fucking obvious autism were told by their parents who who didn't want to believe. You have to understand, we grew up in the era where autism was like, we thought autism was like radio, the fucking like Cuba Gooding oh, yeah. Jr. movie. Oh yeah, that movie is that movie sucks. Yeah, that movie rough. sucks. That movie's rough, dude. Or or the Rosie O'Donnell, yeah, on the bus with my riding the bus with my sister. Like just all these classic. I can only. I might go uncensored with this one, Sam. I might go uncensored with this, but I'm going to declare declare this cinema, where where we had this gross misunderstanding of of the neurodivergent and we had these completely neurotypical actors gunning for oscars like fucking snipers in afghanistan absolutely gunning for these oscars like jack reacher like jack reacher yeah no these fucking oscar jack reachers who thought if i play a fucking I can get an award. And they made fun of this in Tropic Thunder, very famously. Chris Kyle is the American sniper. I, I was <laughs> like, fuck, that's Jack Reacher's not it. It's Jack Reacher. Uh, well, Jack Reacher's, uh, he's a Tom Clancy character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, these 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 Oscar Chris Kyles, who just like, and so is Rosie O'Donnell. Um, recently, John Travolta in The Fanatic. That was like in 2018. Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit oh, directed. Oh yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about this. Apparently, this movie's like like heinously bad. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. One um, of my buddies wanted to make me watch it, and I was just like, "Fucking absolutely not, no." I don't know if it's actually. Funny I or think not. I watched 20 minutes of this movie. Now that I think about, it, I think I watched 20 minutes of it. I'm like, and I was like, when I played Balan Wonderworld, I was just like, turn it off. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm being hurt. I'm being attacked right now. Turn it off. Like, have you ever, have you ever seen the film? Uh, um, no, you haven't. <laughs> There's a movie called Hardcore, right? Yeah. What? What? Is it hardcore? It's it's a film about a cop who discovers that no, he's not a cop. Uh, I forget what he is. He's he's something. Um, he might just be, like, an everyman, like, an evangelical Christian, like, everyman, right? Uh, yeah. A Protestant. I think he's a Protestant. And he discovers that his daughter, when going on a church trip, um, she's gone missing. And the next time he sees her is in a pornographic film. A, a private investigator finds her inside of a pornographic film, and he, like, makes him watch the movie with his daughter getting fucked in it. Yeah. It just I I I pulled up the uh, by the way 1979 movie neo noir crime drama directed by Paul Schrader, uh and the 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 <laughs> the fucking movie poster is so good it's just it's two thirds black square that just says the quotes oh my god that's my daughter with the guy. In his two hands, like in utter like disbelief, with just the words under it, hardcore. I'm like, oh my god! That, so he That's makes him daughter. watch the movie, and it's one of my favorite scenes because he's just watching it. And he's he's got his like hand, his head in his hand, and he just goes, "Turn it off." And the and the the private investigator like will not turn it off. Like the private investigator is this asshole, so he just starts going, "Turn it off! Turn it off!" Like screaming. And and I'm just picturing you like playing Balan Wonderworld, like like in this, just being like, turn it off, turn it off. 
Dude, look up look up just a compilation of the actor George C. Scott screaming. He has one of my favorite screams. They're, they're in in um The Exorcist 3, when he like yells at people, there's a part where like this he's interviewing this woman and she's being uncooperative, like about there's like a medical patient who I think she went missing or she, you know, something like that. Like just tell me and she's like the information's in the file and he slams his fist on the desk and he goes it is not in the file it is not (laughs) oh man dude nothing beats a great screamer dude Dude, a great scream i i like ncs had a scream dude I, I should clear the air because I uh, we we talked about NCS and we dunked on him sl- not slightly I I I I had some, I had some pretty harsh things to say about his content. You uh, dunked gotta, on him. I gotta clear the air. So recently it was discovered that NCS had hypothyroidism, which is why he was lethargic and lazy and he couldn't fucking finish his sentence no matter what he did. Is he just had a fucking medical disorder? And so he he moved to Georgia. He's now roommates with Chuck Conroy. Oh shit, house. really? Is that yeah. how that is? Yeah, and he uploaded a video of him and Chuck Conroy watching the Nintendo Direct. Chuck Conroy is wearing Mario-themed pajamas while NCS is sitting on the couch, or sitting on the, the ground eating french fries. And they're just watching this Direct, and NCS is just, he looks great. I mean, he doesn't, but he does. Uh, he looks better than he did before when he was like 400 pounds and and had hypothyroidism. His what? energy's back. It's what, great. What uh, what has he has he uh has he been like on a weight loss journey? What's he at? Yeah, he's been on a weight loss journey. He's at 270, I think. Oh, fantastic. That's but he weighed great. like 340 pounds or something crazy like that. Yeah, it's a pretty significant drop off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he's he's still going. But yeah, it's just this wholesome video of these two LPs from our childhood fucking watching the Nintendo Direct. And I, I have to reemphasize once again, Chuck Conroy is wearing Mario pajamas. That's really on brand, though. That doesn't surprise me. You say that with with some with intensity, and I get it because it's like funny, but also like, no, like, it makes would you sense. expect it's just anything adorable. else? It's fucking adorable that he's like 35 and he's wearing these dinosaur pajamas or these uh, Mario pajamas. The Yoshi pajamas. The Yoshi oh. pajamas, dude. Well, it's like Mario and Luigi are on it. And it's like M&L. It says M&L all over it. It's kind of a yeah, vibe. Yeah, I, I growing up, I had a pair of Mario pajama pants that were super comfortable. Though when my when I got them, they were extremely big for me. So I was just able to pull them up like absurdly high, which was very fun. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean, dude? Like I was able to just like pull them up to like the to like my armpits. Like that's how stretchy these fucking <laughs> pants were. It was like it was fucking hysterical. I'm just picturing like round Eggman. You know what I mean from like the old Sonic games? Yeah, yeah, perfectly perfectly spherical robot. Perfectly egg. spherical Eggman. Dude, talk about a fucking downgrade in character design. Nah, I I like I like adventure. And I like modern uh, contemporary Eggman. I think he looks good. But I, I also too, love but like, fun spherical Eggman. Completely it's spherical a, Tweedledum Eggman is great. He's a, he's a perfect fit for the rest of the fun, cute, more chubby, char- like classic character designs. Yeah, fat Sonic. Yeah, chubby little classic Sonic and like tail. Classic Tails is more round. As his Can knuckles. I just say that I, I fucking miss fat Pikachu. Yo, fat at you? Yeah. Yeah. I miss him. 
Yeah, he had to thin out to, to shape up to be the mascot. You know how it is. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. It's a hard life. Yeah, it so is. We did get yeah, another question, and I, oh, I also yeah. have another question for... Did we even for... answer the first one? Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, you said Bar Rescue, and I said Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, about the uh, the TV, yeah. Yeah. So so someone said the entire... Well, the, the, my friend, uh, the entire plot of Metal Gear Solid makes zero sense if you understand middle school biology. What other series has the biggest, easiest plot hole? Um, I... This is actually a great... Jumping off points is something I can talk about. Something I did in the last couple days. I rewatched the movie Incredibles. The Incredibles, yeah. The Incredibles by uh, the Incredibles. The Incredibles by uh, Pixar film. Brad Bird. Uh, Thank you. Do you want to real quick? Do you want to just give your Finding Nemo impression and just and make me take the L? Yeah, yeah, Miles. I I texted Miles the other day, and I'm like, Miles, you gotta you you were shit talking Finding Nemo on the show. Like a couple weeks ago, we did we did a, a cut content episode where we went through a list of like like this just a random IMDb users list called the top fifty children's films of all. Oh, time. that's right. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was a lot of like decoms and and like these weird like two thousands movies no one remembers like like on like on the range and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, Home um, on the Range and a couple of like weird live action movies. Uh, uh, uh Sydney White, Beethoven, I think was on there. One of the Beethovens. Um, yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, and, and, and I and we got to Home Alone or Finding Nemo. <laughs> we got to Finding Nemo, which was like number and uh, number thirty nine, respectable on this list that was otherwise full of like Camp Rock was at number ten or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, I'm not really a big Finding Nemo fan. And Sam was like, what the fuck? How? And I and I said I'm not a big fan of all the wacky fish. I really like the conflict of the movie. I like that Marlin and Nemo kind of grow separately, right? That you know they they go through their own ordeals that teach them things. But I'm not really a big fan of like all the wacky fish. You know the school of fish that that plays charades or like you know the seagulls that say mine all the time, which they're not fish. I'm not a fan of the wackiness. You don't like of the, the wacky animals because the wacky animals are a part of like the fun of the movie because it makes I, it feel I, like I the I'd Odyssey. Like, I think I just like the darker version of the movie, like when they're going through the fucking jellyfish field. Like that shit's great. Yeah, the opening prologue. Yeah, the opening prologue. I really like that. Like I don't know. I'm just not a fan of wackiness. Wackiness you, you is not like for the- me. Damn, you don't like the fun, the fun elements of the goddamn movie. You just want it to be fucking serious. What, what the fuck is that live action movie? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not live action, not live action. What is that other CGI animated kids movie about fish? Shark Tale. It's like, no, no, not Shark Tale. It's more, more recent. It's like from 2012 or 13. It's, it's like a foreign film. It's like a, I think it's a foreign movie, and it's anime. It's, I think it's called like, it, no, it's not Blackfish. That's the fucking, the Orca Sea World fucking thing. Yeah, uh, Doc. That's not that. But basically, it's a, it's a story about fish at a, uh, at like a sushi restaurant, and they try to escape, and it's really fucked up and dark. It's like Watership Down. It's like one of those type of movies that's animated, but it's really dark and spooky and scary. Yeah, I'm a, and it, I, that's my aesthetic right there. I love that shit. Yeah, see, you would like that movie because the main character, what happens two-thirds of the way through the movie is the main character, Fish, who the, the is the protagonist you start fo- following. He's like, I'm going to escape, and he jumps into 
a uh the tank of those like puffer like those like puffer fish yeah and he fucking just dies awesome he gets fucking gutted and spiked out by the by the fucking puffer fish and gets suffocated and dies um yeah movie's fucking crazy i'll show you a youtube video about it it seemed pretty like chrono trigger where the main character just dies two-thirds of the game two-thirds of the way into the game yeah, except except this guy can't come back. He doesn't this come back like does Jeebus. Not back. Does not come back like Jeebus. Yeah, it's literally like if... Uh... Well, hold on. By the way, Miles, can we talk about real quick, just for a sec, how heinous the Chrono Trigger... I'm sorry, Chrono Cross Remaster looks? It looks fine. Dude. Dude, that that looked horrible. That, lo- it, that it always horrible. looked like that. But like no, like they're calling it a remaster, and no effort was made to touch any of it up. And it's like, to be fair, they're not calling it a remaster. It's it's called the Radical Dreams version, or like the Radical Dreamers edition. I mean, it literally is just a port. It's a port of the game. Yeah, but like, what the fuck are they gonna charge for this shit? Well, you're paying. Here's the thing: you're paying for the game and for Radical Dreamers, so I'm assuming it's gonna be forty fucking dollars. This is heinous. The, heinous. If you're like a serious Chrono Trigger person, like people want to play Radical Dreamers. That was like a lost. That was lost media to like rat uh, to like um Chrono Trigger. Uh, well, I knew about it. I knew about it when I was like 14. Radical. Yeah, Dreamers. me too. But no one's ever fucking played it because um, my friend played it. My friend did like a let's play of it back in the day. And it's yeah, sucks, I didn't apparently. finish it. It didn't I hear it finish sucks. it. It's, the game. Yeah, I, I hear it's bad. Like I mean, it's like a fucking it's like a fucking visual novel. It didn't look that interesting. Yeah, like I, I think I think the whole reason that they asked once if what's his face wanted to release, and he's like, "No, I don't like that game very much. I don't want to. I don't care. I, you play Chrono Cross instead. It's the same fucking story. It's the yeah. It's just it's fucking like. Fi- Here's what I don't get about Square. Final Fantasy VIII gets remastered by Night Dive Studio, and I, I think it's awesome. I really love the the it looks work good. they did on on Eight Remastered. I think I, I think. They obviously it's still like a it's still a budget job, but what they chose to spend time on like the redoing like Squall and the main characters' faces so they look just better, but still in that low poly style looks like fucking great. That's how I feel about like the like the Klonoa one and two remake. Like I think those games like really good. You can still they're clearly budget title like they're budget remakes in the same way that like Banana Mania is like a budget title, but it actually looks like they put some effort into it, you know, despite the fact that it's it is on that like, you know, it's not as much money as, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake, you know. Yeah, which which is a, just a new game in almost every way. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Or like Resident Evil 2 remake is, is like another example. Yeah, completely new game. I think I think their justification is is people are just happy to have Chrono Cross again. You know what I mean? I th- I think that they generally are just like people just want to play this game a second time. And it's an yeah. interesting fucking game. It's a cool RPG. I don't love it, but I think it's fucking interesting and cool. I, which I, I mean, just I, said exactly. Like I don't really even give a shit about the game. I just w- I, I, but I care about it enough for it to be presented and brought back. If you're gonna do this in the best way possible, you no, know, you just you you as a PC person, you just care about about. Games having some effort in their port jobs because you you know you absolutely know that it's a you know that that it's a give them an inch they'll take a mile situation. Like I Ex- I I see through I see through your bullshit, but also it's not bullshit. It's not 
because I, yeah, because but like you are Miles, aware. if I can boot, if I can boot Chrono Cross on Duck Station, which I can do, just uh, just booting the game up, it's gonna look and run better than than the the paid re-release. Like what the fuck? That's not right. That's not right. That should not be right. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna bring it back, like do it right. Yeah. Especially I, since you can't play this shit on PS4 right now, anyways. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I just wanted to call out the fact that you were like, I care enough about this. Game. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, no, you I care, care. You care about the principle of it. I get, and I agree with yes. that. I totally yes. agree with that. Exactly, that's what I mean. I care about the principle enough. I care about Chrono Cross in the same way I care about a lot of other games that they co- when the, if they're going to come back and come out, they come out in a, in a high quality, best way possible. What Even I think if you're I don't personally is like having a vested before, interest in it. Before there was a Chrono Cross remaster or whatever re-release, you did not care about Chrono Cross. Now that it is being re-released and it is not good, you care about Chrono Cross because yes. now it's an issue. Yes, exactly. I think yes, that's totally fair. I I like that logic. I do. I just I'm calling you out on your bullshit. You don't care about. There, I'm not. Cross. There's no bullshit though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I am not camping. I am not camping. I I I stand by what I said. I care about Chrono Cross in the sense in enough way that it deserves to be brought back, and and uh, it, as be- it deserves to be brought back as best as possible, especially when Square Enix has put in the work for uh, some of their other PS One games, and for them to not do it for this one, just it, it, it's just whack. It's just fucking whack to me. And I just don't think it's it, it's really acceptable to to be releasing PS One games in the state because they don't have to look like this, you know. Yeah. You know. You know. They, it it just doesn't have to be this way. But shout out Live a Live though. I'm really fucking excited. That one's for, uh, that one's really cool. Yeah. The two D HD remake for that. Let's. But before we we get too sidetracked, you want to talk about the Incredibles a little bit? Oh yeah, the Incredibles. To to answer your friend's question about the uh, about just just some plot shit that makes no sense. Miles Syndrome's whole plot makes zero fucking sense in that movie. It it it, it doesn't it doesn't track. What the what whole, is your the, understanding of Syndrome's plot? Because I think I so, agree with this. The whole plot of the film is that Syndrome is trying to make the Omnidroid so powerful that the old golden era supers cannot stop it. So that when he lets it loose on the city, he's going to be able to stop it with his technology because he already, because he made the damn thing so that he can become a, like he can become a superhero without powers and then, and then sell everyone the technology to be super because as he says in the movie, when everyone is super, no one will be. That's like the plan of the movie. And that like doesn't make any fucking sense. Why doesn't he just sell the jet boots? They're fucking jet boots. Why doesn't he just sell the like like it, it makes no fucking sense, Miles. That was that was definitely a last minute thing. Because here's the thing. All Syndrome needed to do, literally all Syndrome needed to do is say, I was going to destroy you and your legacy 
and that I was going to be the top dog. Like, he just maybe, literally maybe all he wants is to bring superheroes back, but he wants to be at the, you know, at the at the head of it. But he's and he literally... wants to, like, destroy the legacy of, of you know, of Mr. Incredible. But he has... But that's also not has it! This other plan. Yeah, exactly. He also has this other plan that's, like, this, like objectivist philosophical thing that makes no sense like the problem with that movie is that it's split between two ideas the first idea makes total sense for a children's film and a family film in general which is you're stronger if you work as a team like very very basic stuff but like they they do it in this way that's really clever and interesting the idea of framing you know bob parr's life and his mundane life and wanting something more you know revisiting his glory days as this sort of affair this this form of cheating yeah is really clever and interesting you know it it is a great clever take on like the family drama film which is a fucking genre there's a whole genre of these movies that are like family dramas right it's a really yeah. great it's a really great take and having syndrome kind of be presented as as this sort of ghost from his past that 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 uh d is trying to actively destabilize his home life and his, and his family life and he's sort of a specter from his glory days that had he just stayed in retirement and had he just stayed underground he wouldn't have to you know he wouldn't bring his family into danger this idea of like you need to appreciate what you have otherwise a fucking eight-year-old from your past is gonna come back become a billionaire and ruin your life right exactly very yeah. basic plot and and it would be very easy for him to be fueled by jealousy and by you know and by rage and by embarrassment like just these very you know yeah make but him it's be a like... very like normal villain where his entire goal is to like destroy the legacy of all the superheroes because one superhero scorned him and and yeah. he doesn't have to be syndrome he just has to be this guy who wants to invent a powerful super weapon that can hunt down and kill all the supers right something but really like, that's basic not, it, it's like it just but like it just doesn't f track for me no but but i let understand me, no, i'm not i'm, no, I'm not saying good sam you're not listening i'm not saying that that is his plan right i'm saying that this is his plan in a, a version of the movie where there is only one plot thread and only one point of philosophy which is about families and you can't relive your glory days you have to accept what you have now but then the movie is also this weird objectivist film about how like normal people want to hold the exceptional people back and we can't have that now can we like and so the whole point of syndrome's plan is that he represents the anti-objectivist the man who is not exceptional but wants to be exceptional and wants to topple the concept but of he being exceptional. Is, and this is what's dumb but it's he's a billionaire he's a billionaire here's the deal it's established that he has all this shit because he's a weapons dealer he, he, he manufactured weapons. And also, he's fucking stronger than all of them. He, he can capture anyone with his zero gravity beam laser. He can fucking fly. Like, he, he could have just sold this shit anyways. But that's the problem is that he does not want to just sell the shit and destroy objectivism he wants to be at the top of the objectivist food chain yeah by evening out the objectivist food it, chain it's it's just such a it's just so fucking stupid it's just so fucking dumb 
And I didn't, and I didn't like it. Eight out of ten movie though. Eight out of ten movie. I still really had a had a pretty great time. And all that fair shit's awesome. All that that whole part of the movie is so good. I um, I think that I think that that's one of the best movies that they've done. But the story is not there. The story's not. Yeah. It. The reason I I love it though is the style. Like it's oh, all yeah. about so that style, the action, and that's why the second fucking movie sucks. It's terrible because there's fucking no style. Looks like garbage. Uh, I didn't even want to see it, stupider. Dude. I don't even want to see the second movie. I haven't, and I'm like, I, I just, mm, no. Everyone's like, oh, it's got a really great villain. No, it fucking doesn't. I, I, I assure you, Screen Saver, whatever the fuck his name Screen is, Screen Slaver. Screen Slaver. I'm sure he's he's gray or whatever. You know, I'm, you know I'm why sure. Syndrome is a great villain. It has no. It's not because of his plan. All right. This is, it's the same reason that I say Skullface is a great villain. Skullface has a terrible fucking plan, and he never fucking shows up, so he's not a conventionally good villain. The reason he's a great villain, though, is that he's fucking ruthless and horrible. And he does nothing but atrocities from start to end of the film. Yeah. That's why Syndrome's great, is he's fucking horrible, he's ruthless, and he's evil, and I love it. And he's fucking smug, and he's a, and he's a fucking bitch. And he tries to fucking kidnap a baby. It's great. That movie's so awesome and hardcore and so good. I do, dude. I love how the mo- the mo- the inciting in the sort of inciting incident of the movie is Mister Incredible saves someone from a suicide. The man breaks his neck and sues Mister Incredible, which becomes this landmark case in U.S. history as everyone starts suing superheroes who saved them. And it effectively puts puts them out of business is so fucking like on another level to me. That's just so good. Um, and then we also watched Cars. And Miles, I gotta be, I'll keep it a buck fifty with you. Miles, Cars like a seven out of ten, dude. Yeah, Cars is fine. I have no issue with Cars, and you know what? I have no issue with Cars three either. You don't? I I don't know. Sh- I I've, I I only know Cars two is bad. I don't know anything like. You should watch and, and it's Cars so spies, three. It's, right? it's a surprise. You should watch Cars three. Okay. It's okay. A, it's not a great film, but it's a surprise. It's you don't think that the movie will be good, and then it is. It's, it's yeah, nice. I was, yeah, I like racing. You know, like I like movies about like races. You know, of the the car automobile type, not not of the. Uh, not of, of the, not of, of the this, power of... of one type, <laughs> where a child ends apartheid through boxing. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, be- that movie has so much pee in it. The power of one. The the Pokemon movie? No, no, no. There's there's a movie called The Power of One. Yeah, that... Pokemon, The Power of One. I That's think the that, second Pokemon movie, the one with Lugia in it. I actually think that they might have the exact same title because the, the one I'm thinking of is like a 1994 Morgan Freeman joint about a South African boy who who becomes a boxer. Um, but like he goes to like a boys' school and just a bunch of boys pee on him, and I'm like. And I'm just like, this is before the internet. This is how you know this movie is before the internet. Because, like, now, like, back in the 90s, people would have been like, oh, that's so terrible. What a horrible prank to play. And now we would be like, 
gone sexual like like when when the world didn't know what a piss fetish was you see a scene like that and you're like that's bullying that's that's terrible and nowadays we're like dude those kids discovered something about themselves that day they all learned they like pee i remember seeing that as a teen and i was just like I, I was like a preteen. I was like twelve, and I was like, "What is going on in this?" Wait film? a minute. Like, so, so, my so Jude and Sean. Wait it a to minute. Me. So hold on, hold on. So Jude and Sean didn't do anything for you. You're like, yeah, all this pee, whatever. I didn't think about it. But, but, but power of one. Where you're like, holy fuck. You know what? It's because it's because the no one pees on another human being in Jude and John. I remember being like, "This is weird, and it's got to be a fetish." But I I liked the story as a teen. I remember liking the story that it was about like like preventing suicides. I thought that was a cool story. Um, but as a teen, I was like watching six boys pee on a small boy is like a horrifying moment when I was a preteen. I, it was one of these things where you remember when you told me like you saw your first anime boobs, or, like your first anime panty oh, shot. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. And you're like, I'm like too young for this. I'm too young for this. I'm done. I'm tapping out. Yeah. Where you're just you were just not ready yet. You were just not yeah. ready for that. But you um, wanted to sit there and watch 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 the the PC did power of one in an auditorium with my entire grade. What what the fuck were your teachers thinking? It was like Black History Month. I think we were learning about apartheid in South Africa. And it's one of the only like decent like PG PG-13 films about the about the sub- the subject is my guess. I see. Okay. We also watched oh. Radio Oh yeah, I, well, we watched radio. We watched radio in my fucking art class and the TV on my art class. And my, and my, I remember my art teacher was this curmudgeonly old fuck. Was like, was like trying to get us to fucking pay attention to the movie because it, it was in quote unquote important and about something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah that's what Neil Druckmann said. <laughs> Neil Druckmann's favorite film is Radio. Did you know that? No, you're fucking with me. You're you're fucking with me. That's not that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I, I don't know what his favorite movie is. <laughs> um, but I do I do want to posit one question because we're coming up on time. We're coming up on time yeah. for this. We got, we got 13 Christ. more minutes to limp to the barn. To the yeah. end of this episode. We talked about hey. home improvement shows for like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. It's and it was better, than, and, better and, than the fucking ape clips. To 100%. And something popped into my head recently. Please. I genuinely thought, oh my god, which of us is more normie, me or Sam? And, and I genuinely tried to think, who is more normie? I tried to weigh the arguments in my head. Sam, without any bias, who do you think is more normie? Dude, this is a... This is a really hard fucking question. Let me just pre- right? let me just let me just preface with like I'll I'll just be upfront right now. I have no answer. I have no when you answer this question, I'm like fuck. I don't know because when you really the because the problem is with uh, with this question is the more you break it down, the harder it gets. If you if you do it from a just sort of like personality or not personality but just like sort of a um communicate communication with others perspective i would wager i would wager that i'm a bit more normie than you however 
on the on like the personality level i like on like the individual per- personality level like individuals by themselves you and i by by ourselves i feel like you're you're more normie than i am in like that sense so like how do we want to break this down how do we want well, to figure different this shit out levels there's a couple different levels okay so the 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 first level i think yeah yeah per, like lifestyle how the other yeah. one lives is a great question the other one is interests like personal interests in media yeah that's another that's a big normie thing right is is what people are into and i think the last thing the 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 one that is going to clinch out who is or is not more normie um is is i think uh outside of personal relationships is sex life <laughs> what the fuck why what who why has a more life? normal sex life what how why why is that such a big factor because normies have vanilla missionary sex. But here's the problem, Sam. Neither of us have sex! Exactly. So, like, that's out of the fucking question. So I guess we gotta but go like, back like, to the one and two. We have to go back to, yeah, we, so, so it's, it's like when D all of the above, right? We gotta go back to one and two, because it's, it's not all the above. We can't answer that. Like, so that's, that's the big question, because here's the thing. I think, I think that between the two of us, I have more normie favorites. I have more normie favorites of, like, movies and oh, games. Oh, yes. Yeah. All like, your favorite shit is so normie, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so, like, comedically funny to me. And I, and I have the, and I, here's the thing, and I have, like, this perspective where I'm like, I'm like, I like this shit because I've explored other shit, and it just turns out that the thing everyone else likes is good, actually. But it's still, like, my interests are still, like, default. I have I have a couple of, like, weird fucking picks. Like, I think Zelda 2 is, like, a top three Zelda game. Like, that's a, that's a bizarre fucking take. It's pretty weird, yeah. Yeah, but, like, otherwise, it's, it's like, oh, your top 25 favorite games. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus is on there. How long did it take you to figure that one out, you know? Oh my god, do you like Ocarina of Time? Tell Time. me more. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm sure you have so many interesting thoughts. I do. But it's <laughs> but it doesn't matter, right? But like at the same time, at the exact same time, I think that you lead the more normy lifestyle. I think that you have a like you don't have a we- like you have a a, a a conventionally weird boomer family. Like, you have a good relationship with your brother. You kind of understand where both your parents come from. You have, yeah. the, you have a friend group, like a consistent friend group. Like, like you live an optimal sitcom lifestyle. Yeah, but I if never someone... leave my house. I don't go anywhere, really, outside the work. Well, yeah, but, but you know, like, you hung out with the boys in college, you know, shit like that. Exactly. I would hang, I would hang out with people in, in college. You drink beer. You know? I do drink Coors Light. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a that's the second biggest domestic beer. So yeah, it's pretty normy. Yeah, like that's um, the thing. Like what what who is more normy? This is a great question, isn't it? I think I have like because then there's like opinions and shit. Because I got weird. Because like I got shit, like I, Miles is that ne- Miles. You're never gonna come on this show and talk about how much you hate eating. You know? Yes. Yes. 
you're never going to come on here and, and and discuss you know multi-million dollar ideas. The, for, and, Sam, uh, you have never had a multi-million dollar idea. You've only had hundred thousand dollars, thousand dollar ideas, and ten. You've never dollar had a single ideas. multi-million dollar idea on the show. Just just hundred thousand dollar ideas. Yeah, small gains. I'm a small gains type of guy. I um, I would never come on here. Sam, I watched all of Space Jam too. I did not notice that plane. <laughs> exactly. I didn't. You know. You didn't know it. You wouldn't have noticed how blue uh, Jackie, Jackie Brown's, Brown's outfit is. Yeah, airliner suit is, and Jackie Brown. You know, you would not have noticed that without without me. But but then I think that you have the more normie activities. I think you do more normie activities to pass the time. Like you just watch YouTube. I do. I watch YouTube. You just sit down in front of the television and watch CSI. You know, <laughs> I don't watch CSI. Sorry, what is it you watch? The SVU. only I only the SVU. only I don't re- I don't really no no. Let's be let's be clear here. I don't watch SVU. SVU's on the TV, and if I stare at it for too long, that which is about you know thirty five to forty five seconds. Then I'm watching SVU. You know? But that's that's a normie core thing to do. It's just to be sucked into whatever television show is in front of you. Yeah, I guess so. That is that is that is pretty 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 normie. Um and, I, don't and really... I just wanna I wanna specify, I don't think that either of us are like pathetically normie. I, I feel like that's out of the question to an extent. You know, some people would say norm normie being normie is actually a good thing. I don't think being normie is a bad thing. I think being pathetically normie is a bad thing. Like, like when you talk to someone and they're like, it's it's the the four there, horsemen no, Miles, of the it's the four horsemen normie? of the Tinder apocalypse. That's pathetic normie. I think there there's I think instead of calling it pathetic normie, let's just call it what it really is: basic. True. Yeah. There's normie, and then there's basic and you you don't want to be basic you know no one wants to be basic that's fucking boring yeah like harry potter uh marvel i do like harry potter no you do but like i do like harry Potter. but you don't fucking put your house in your tinder profile yeah i don't i here's the deal there's people and this is the same thing with like marvel too like there are people who like harry potter and marvel and then there are people who make it their identity which, I, I, for the record, this is not an original idea. Other people, plenty of people have said said this, but it's true. Like there is like a clear distinction between people who just like like the shit versus people who like attach themselves to it in like a in like a fandom sense. And I don't really fuck with that. Yeah, like I remember a tweet where someone was like like over like listening to someone on on a date, right? And this girl was like, do you like Harry Potter? And the man's like, I, not really. And she's like, I'm a Hufflepuff. And he's like, okay. And, like, the tweet was sympathizing with the woman who is clearly disinteresting her date by continuing to talk about something she didn't care about, or her date didn't care about. And everyone was like, that... How could she date someone without culture? And it's like, that man probably watches sports and works a job. And he's like 35. And he's living in the fucking real world. You yeah. know? Like, Miles, like why, do you watch why a... the fuck are you sympathizing with this fucking child who got on a date somehow? Do you watch uh, <laughs> sports at all? That's pretty normy. Uh, no. I don't watch sports. Tom watches sports. Yeah, he watches he watches football. That's 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 a that's a pretty normie activity. That's really normie, I watch yeah. um 
Let's see. I'm, I'm probably after we hop off, I'll probably watch a little Cobra Kai season four. That's a normie show. I like it's that. It's a pretty normie show, yeah. But I did just watch Ted Lasso. That's kind of a normie show. Yeah, oh, dude, that's super fucking normie, dude. That's that definitely lost you some. That definitely lost you some neurodivergent some, some, points. Yeah. To be fair, that was a thing my like parents showed me, but I like the show, so I, you yeah. know, I'm going to take the L. I'm going to take the L on the normie points. <laughs> lowercase L. The lowercase L. Yeah, we uh, we discussed how my opinion on Finding Nemo is not bad; it's just wrong. <laughs> that I don't like yeah. the wacky animals. So I so like he said, "Hold this animals. L," and I said, "No, give me a lowercase L," and he did, and I accepted it gracefully. No, you, no, you said, and I quote, "Break that L in half." Break that L in half, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want the lowercase L to take off because I think just sending that to people's really fucking fun. I feel like I feel like you'd said you'd see that and people would be taken aback. They wouldn't. They'd be like, "What? Is that an I?" <laughs> It's like people who try to ratio someone. Like, they say ratio in the oh, hopes that they get ratio. Oh, dude, there's a great, there is a pretty great Twitter account that it just catalogs failed ratio attempts. <laughs> and that shit makes me feel good. I like that account because that, that shit makes me feel good. Because nothing's funnier than seeing someone trying to dunk on someone and no one biting or taking the bait. Yeah, no, a where it's just dunk. They're, they're just, they're a failure. They hit their head on the rim. Sam, I I think we officially have to retire horny content, like hor- like horny on Twitter as a brand, because like the lady desimping we thought was pathetic, we called it out, but everyone was fine with it for some reason. I don't know why, but, but, but everyone was okay with it. Oh, and now but, I, I I've been thankfully kind of removed from the 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 Twitter space. It's kind of all images now. Just just for, by the nature of the way I use my account, I only like tweets that I might want to go back to, and a lot of that's art to go back or save or right, like, right. get on my computer or whatever. So because of that, my Twitter is just all art, and all my game news is just gone. Won't show me shit because I don't that's interact actually, with it. That's a, that's a good end. That's like the optimal ending. That's the golden ending of Twitter. Um, I mean, it is pretty nice to not have to like deal with nonsense on the home screen, and I can deal with nonsense by going to the search bar. But that was a decision. See, that's the that's the if I I'm at fault if I see shit I don't like on the search on trending because I, I had to look at. It. I looked at that. I don't participate. I never participate in the ratio party. I don't like it. I think it's a really stupid idea. I think the whole concept of the ratio is fucking dumb. Like it, it's just stupid. It's just like, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just like say like. There was I I learned really early on that getting into online arguments was dumb and stupid. Because there was one time we were, I was chatting with someone about some bullshit, and I typed up this whole five-paragraph essay about why they were fucking wrong, and they just followed up with, I disagree. And at that point, I'm like, hey, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. If no one's even going to give a fuck or give a shit about what you say, then like, don't even bother saying it. And I feel like a lot of people on Twitter or kind of or on YouTube comments or a lot of places on the internet, just want to be fucking heard. 
even if they're dumb and have nothing interesting or worthwhile to say. That's that's how I feel. I think we should imprison them for for their crimes against my timeline. <laughs> can't we just go to the source? Can't we just can't we just blame Twitter? You know? Can't we just I would love go it if we could Twitter just end themselves? Twitter. I would just I would love it if just Twitter just, just went away. Just was gone. Such- this is such a not, such just such a not good site. It's just, I just, I really, it, it so it sucks so much ass that like that's the location where a lot of where a lot where I have to go to like read a like you know game discourse. You know, there's no like I Miles. I really wish there was a there was like a pop in subreddit of a bunch of idiots who would talk about like topic du jour of the day di- gaming discourse that I could just read and fucking point and laugh at and mauled and send to you and send to all my friends and, and but but have it on Reddit so it's like it actually made sense for the stupidity instead of it being on Twitter where it's just stupid but there's like vitriolic like moral grandstanding behind it every regardless of whatever the discourse is about which I just can't fucking stand I just wish there was a fucking place for me like that, you know? I wish there was a mecca. A mecca for people like me. Can I recommend touching grass that isn't inside of a bong, Sam? Nah, sorry, bro. Yeah, that's fine. I can't. That's fine. And, hey, man, in Chicago, I, I saw grass for the first time in fucking two weeks. All this fucking snow on the ground. Shit's yeah, finally it's the starting other, to go away. It's at the other end of a, of a, of a bowl. <laughs> at the other end of a bowl yeah that is the last time i fucking i touched grass (laughs) the grass of us yeah (laughs) what what's that (laughs) why would i say that the grass of us we grass of us and this fucking oh the weed room yeah yeah i remember that and this fucking show dude (laughs) Just to make like let's just get ninety episode ninety in the rearview mirror and just take the fucking L and, and move on with our fucking. Hey, this lives. was a good episode. <laughs> until if you want to until... be a crackhead and tell Miles otherwise, go to the Discord. Now nah, we had fun this week. If you had fun this week, go join. Say hi. It would Follow only us fall on apart Twitter. In the last ten minutes, and you know what? I think that's okay. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. We don't use it. We're at like ninety six followers, by the way. We lost a couple. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Grass of us. <laughs> <laughs> I got no jokes. I got... <laughs> the grass. When she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy
pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Ay, bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie So I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out With just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded Like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no Don't understand when she don't wanna A Sword fighting with my penis Like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me Like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny Like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie Watch anime with the bros, though my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime dick Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me Anime thighs,